You are listening to sermons from the pulpit of the Bible Baptist Church in Marysville, California. We hope you will be blessed as you listen to another practical message. I just want to talk briefly on that exact uh, word, the very last two words of that verse, a sound mind, sound mind. And that means disciplined, self-controlled, sober-minded. And in fact, that is everything that my mind has not been leading into this entire service. But I can say that something different has switched. I believe truly the Spirit of God. Uh, many a times what's on my mind, I'm scatterbrained. But just even seeing how the Lord can just take your mind and just give it just clarity of thought uh, just before the preaching of God's Word. And I thank you for praying for that and for those that are praying online as well. 2 Timothy 1, 7, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And tonight, just want to talk about having that disciplined self-control, that sober-minded mind, uh, because we just kicked off a new year, but what happens when a new year doesn't give you a reset? Uh, listened earlier to, uh, it was a tweet by Kerry Smith. He said, I have no presumption that 2021 holds better circumstances than 2020 did. My confidence, joy, and purpose is grounded in the fact that I know who holds all of 2021, and for that reason, I am exceedingly hopeful about the year ahead. And he said, Happy New Year, friends. But that is exactly it. It is not that just because we're embarking in a new year, everything just gets faded away, washed away, and here we come. So what happens when a new year doesn't give us a new reset? And how to have that sound mind, how to have that discipline, self-control, sober mind in our very busy life, fast-track, fast-paced life. Uh, you can think about today, we are just overstimulated. Uh, not to get everyone excited, we just had a stimulus check come in a couple days ago. But we are overstimulated with all of society. We are overstimulated with all of what is going on. If you, for just five minutes, turned on the news or some type of news outlet, whether it be a social media program, just what was coming in, how uh, the, the White House has fallen, people storming in the castle, and what is going on, and you turn it over into just the different things of all three losses. And I'm not here to try to give uh, a sober talk or a sadness, uh, but you see things just in a moment, uh, in the, almost in just a matter of seconds, how it one day can just bring forth just maybe a whole lot of confusion, a whole lot of just cloudiness. And we look at the Bible here, what God has not given us the spirit of, but yet all of 2020, if you weren't careful, if you just went through life as any other red-blooded American did, there were highs one day, there were lows one day, they were fighting the next day, they were at all sorts of ends and odds. And that is not how Christ has given us our life to live. That is not what he wants us to do. He wants us to have of power, love, and of that sound mind to truly be disciplined, to know, uh, to have the ability to turn on the news and to not be upset in the matter of seconds, to not to have anxiety overwhelm your heart and mind and soul. Can you imagine possessing that type of power when you, in, when you go throughout life? Yet we have that. We have Christ. We have the mind of Christ, and we can harness that. In our society of today, it's so easy to become cluttered uh, so quickly and easy. Uh, just so many details. 
uh, with whether it be work and deadlines and schedules, uh, whether it's coming up with a, a new year and maybe new documents have to be formed or created, uh, tax season's coming up, and we all know what kind of com comes on throughout that year. In our minds, we get so distracted. Uh, i read you just a little bit of an article here uh, by Dr. Richard Swinson. I won't go on through everything, but he talked about in his book called Margin, uh, he lists 19 different forms of modern overload of how our minds become just overwhelmed with what is happening. And some, I may talk a little bit more about some, I won't, but uh, he goes on to say activity overload. I mean, just think about right now in your life, when you get home, what do you have to do when you get home? Maybe for some, it's just go to bed. That's a great life right there. Maybe for others, there's a pile of dishes that you have to get to. Maybe it's actually cooking dinner. Maybe it's eating dinner. Maybe it's doing laundry, getting your, your day scheduled for the next activity or the next uh, work day. Maybe you have kids that are going to be waiting on you. Maybe they're going to be hungry, needing their, their teeth brushed, diapers changed. Uh, all of that is ahead of us. Maybe for some, it's looking at bills and maybe sitting some things out. We have activities ahead of us. Just tonight, we probably have a, a long list of chores, and that is overload. We have change overload, and we just saw today three giant changes that are going to be taking place if something doesn't, if just, just change overload that's going to be taking place here in just a little bit, so we don't need to go any more with that. We have choice overload, and I don't know about you, but if you see, I am, I am easily distracted without going down the cereal aisle but yet alone, when I walk down that cereal aisle, I want to revisit my 90s sometimes. I want to go through and have a special cereal, and it is just floor to ceiling, so to speak, just with choices. Uh, they say in 1980, there were 12,000 items in the average supermarket. This is 19, that's, that's 40 years ago, people. Today, there are 30,000. As the number of choices grows further, the number escalates until we become overloaded. I forget what it was. I believe I was talking with the Lewis's, maybe Brother Tracy had mentioned it. Uh, someone did, uh, but they talked about just the the decisions, the choices that a child makes uh, before he is like 12 years old is more than the, the average person 100 years ago made uh, in their entire lifetime of 80 years old. Uh, what, what my six-year-old daughter is deciding uh, throughout her life was more than Farmer Joe Brown in uh, 1894. And it's just amazing, the, the, the choice overload. We have a commitment overload. Uh, we have all these subscriptions to things. Of course, relationships, all these different things. We have a debt overload. And I know stewardship month is coming. And that is, of course, a negative time. It's a sad time. We just finished Christmas. We just uh, finished giving everyone the joy of the gifts. And now we have the bills that are coming in. And we said, I saw that receipt, can I return that? You didn't even like it anyways. Uh, and then we have decision overload. You have expectation overload. You have fatigue overload. How many of you are tired tonight? How many of you just have so much going on? Your bodies are sore. Jenny's hand is still up. She is that tired. Thank you, Jenny. I'm sorry you're so tired tonight. But we have, we have a hurry overload. Uh, even with the, the entire nation kind of having a year of shutdown, we still have so much going on in our lives. What happened in life? 
you can't, you can't go anywhere anymore, but yet there's so much of a hurry to do something only to take our food to go to sit at home and have cold food for the day. Uh, you have information overload. Has anyone gone on the internet to look up anything? Just so much is coming, inundating you nonstop. Your phones, you probably have, uh, if you're like my parents, you have 85 notifications right now sitting on your phone, all with information ready to give you. Uh, then you have a media overload. 99% of American homes have a television with the average set turned on for 55 hours a week. And we're just talking about TV. Don't let me get into anything further than TV. TV is almost going to be the, the thing of the early 2000s. We're in the, the media, the cell phone era right now. Uh, we buy more books per capita than ever before and can choose from 63,000 new titles every year. How does one read three and one and a half inch thick Sunday paper. Uh, we have so much going on. We have all of that, yet we have a noise overload. You ever get somewhere, maybe the kids are watching TV, it's loud, your wife's talking to you, there's something beeping in the oven, the food's done, and she's over there in the, in the, in the room, and food's beeping, honey, get in there. The TV's so loud, kids are whining, noise is coming nonstop. Uh, phones are being texted and everything's going on. There is so much of an overload in today's world. Uh, we have possessions overload. I don't know if you had so much going on. I literally got eight sweaters for Christmas uh, just one week ago. I do enjoy sweaters as much as the next person, but eight of them. I have so much possession overload. I So much of that. We have technology overload. Uh, it has been estimated that the average person must learn to operate 20,000 pieces of equipment. That is unimaginable. And yet we give, uh, we give this, was a, this was so 2019, okay, boomer, and maybe that was 2020. But yet we give the older people a hard time. But things are changing so much to where we don't even know what's going on if we don't keep up with that. Uh, we have traffic overload, and we live in a small town. But nothing gets me so upset going through downtown Marysville, all red lights, bumper to bumper, and our one little tiny bridge. And then I go over to the Bay Area, and my heart can't take it. I have heart problems, people. When I go over there, I pop in my heart medicine just the second I get into the Bay Area. I get anxiety. My wife says, let's go to Chick-fil-A. I do enjoy going to Chick-fil-A, but my wife will tell you, I see that line. I see people backed up in there. I see the mobile orders, like 14 people waiting with hazards. Uh, I just say, you know what? It's not worth it. And I drive out of there only to go to In-N-Out and still wait for 15 more minutes in line. And I just get, even right now, just thinking about the line, my heart is racing. I just want Chick-fil-A without a line. It's like I, we go all throughout the day, and no matter what time you go there, it's 45 minutes. We have work overloaded. People get so busy with work and with life. All that just comes crashing in on us. And that just is something you can go through and go through another list. So much goes in in our life. And yet we read this verse of how to have a sound mind. And may I just pause and say, Lord, help us today. I came into church. I'll be so honest with you. I don't have to be honest with you because you saw me when I was, you see me right now. My mind is not even sound. So much is going on. And yet we go through all of this and we say, 
I want to have stability. I want to be sober-minded. I want to be controlled. I don't want to fly off the handle just because my phone vibrates or just because the news channel is going by. I want to be in control of my life. I want to have the Lord help me throughout each and every day. And there's so much overload. There's so much attention. And all of this is screaming one after the other. It's media. It's news. It's kids. It's family. It's the oven. It's food. It's your stomach. It's noise. It's work. It's all of that. But yet you're never here. The Lord off in the distance, that still small voice, just waiting for you to block out all noise and to go to him with your word, with your Bible, to go to him on your knees and have that quiet time. It's the only way we can have our minds totally clear of all what's going on. Because I promise you this, no matter what news station you turn to tonight, it's not going to give you peace tonight. No matter where you go to, no matter who you talk to, I have a great uh, text group, uh, but you know what? They're all Christians. My brother's on that. But even that won't give me peace tonight. Even talking with brothers and sisters after church, it's great. But if we talk about other things other than the Lord, we can't have that peace. We can't have that sober mind. There's so much going on uh, in our busy lives. And so I know it's maybe it's just so simple, so easy. Uh, but the easiest thing to do when our minds get distracted, when our minds get maybe bogged down with sad news, just stop right then and there. I don't know if you had a hard time throughout the day. I kind of, I had, I had multiple hard times throughout this day. Uh, first was when I just found out what was happening in our nation. Uh, the second was when I saw a couple missed calls from pastor in a text message about tonight. That was a hard time for me. Couple things happen in life. And you know what happens for you? I don't know what's going to happen for you tomorrow. I don't know what's going to happen throughout this year. I'm not going to say it's going to be better than 2020. But when negativity comes, when sadness comes our way, when overload is overwhelming us, what can we do? Of course, run to God. But next, write down simply one to three items of good things that God has given us. Brother Charlie mentioned the verse, daily the load loaded, the, God has loaded us with benefits. God gives us so much joys and blessings and mercies. We're going to give you just a simple time. I don't know if everyone has a pen. If you don't, you can pull out your phones. Write down just one to three items. It can just be one item for sake of time because it's going to be silent. And I don't like too much silence. But if you're online, uh, comment something that God is, that, that you have had good in your life. And I want that to be today, not last week, not yesterday, not is going to come tomorrow. But today, one to three things, write something down right now. Keep that with you. You can share it with somebody or not online. Uh, write it down in your heart. What is that going to do to you? It's going to help your mind not be overwhelmed with sadness. It's going to help your mind not be so overwhelmed with distractions. You're pausing and you're thinking, what happened good in my life today? I'll tell you one thing that happened good in my life today. I get to preach the word of God and have my mind truly unclear of just self and to try to have God speak through me, that is a blessing that I don't, even though I, I have my times of jokes and whatnot about it, uh, truly the reason why I have all that is because I know I'm so inadequate of a person to be behind a pulpit with God's word, to preach to people, to give you hope, to give you encouragement throughout the day, to have the world collapse today and to hear me. I have my own battle that I have to go through for that, but yet I find my strength in the Lord Jesus Christ to realize it's not me that you guys are hearing from today. It's God. It's the Lord. And that's where I go back on. And it's my own, when I have my own self-pity time, 
I too have to write down those, uh, those, those three things that happened good in my life. So I want you to encourage yourself daily. I know that's a lot to do, but honestly, is it really that much to write down one to three items? I don't know how many text messages you send throughout the day. Uh, I think in a month we can pull up uh, some, I was looking up stats, I don't have them, I'm not going to throw out numbers, but uh, we have different cell phone plans with some uh, co-workers and you can see how many text messages go out in a month's time. Some are as low as 30, some as much as four to 500 text messages, and that happens often. I think we can pause just for one moment, and maybe just to ourselves, maybe share it with somebody else, but we can write down just one simple good thing that happens in our life. And if we're not consciously thinking about those, then we're just going to be swept away with whatever noise is overtaking our life at that moment. So we have to purposely pause and think about God's mercies because they are new and fresh every morning. But how many mornings have I never even seen God's mercies? How many mornings have I just ramped over his, his loving kindness and his tender mercies? Far too much I've gone through day after day, weeks. I probably can say just knowing myself that even a month has gone by and not thinking about just goodness that has happened to me because I don't take the time to write them down many of the times. And they're just short and simple. They're sweet. I started a little bit ago. It's just, it's a simple note take on my phone, uh, but I write down some cute things that the kids say. Uh, I, I enjoy that. Sometimes I use it for illustrations. A lot of times it's just sweet and it gives such joy to my heart. Uh, my kids say that just the most adorable things, and I'm sure your kids do as well. Take some, take some time and write those down and keep that with you. Maybe one day you'll share it. Maybe it would just only be for you. It would be tragic if it only was for you to give yourself your own encouragement. And that would be, it wouldn't be tragic, it would be a help. So I challenge you today to write down uh, one to three things that happen good. And then this is going to be a little bit off the wall, a little bit goofy, a little bit weird. Uh, but that's because that's a little bit of my personality. When negative thoughts roll in, uh, bad news, something of today, what we have to do is we have to get our mind back into a disciplined mind. When we hear the news, when someone tells us, tells us something bad or tragic or sadness, or you get a call from the doctors, of course, we run to God. We think about good things in our life, but now we have to get those bad thoughts, those sad thoughts, those, those wicked thoughts, whatever it is, we have to be controlled and get them out of our mind. And so this is goofy. This is what, maybe what I think, uh, but... Just everyone with me, if you have something bad, this will be a great way to get your mind off of anything. Just put your right hand on your nose and say the ABCs uh, on your left hand on your nose, and then you would skip every other letter. So A, C, E, G, J, K, Z. You do something so random and off the wall just so your mind has some, just some abstract mindset, almost like you can go back to your four-year-old days wasn't those the good old days right there when just nothing was in your minds but paint colors and what colors mixes into another color? And it was like, wow, blue and red make purple? Wow, I don't even know what color it makes. My kids always ask me. I have to kind of watch the colors as they blend in. And just that simple mindset right there to have that, we call it just nothing in our minds, but yet it's a controlled, disciplined mind. We're focused on the Lord. We're thinking about just one to three good thoughts for the day. What God has given us today. Tomorrow when we wake up, 
think about what God is going to give us that day. Obviously, every time we wake up, that's already the first thing we can write down on our paper. We have another day of life. And there's so much simple things that we can write down. But don't think that they're simple because it's those simple things in life that we take for granted and we miss out on God's mercies and we take those for granted. So I'm not here to tell you that we need a break. Of course, we need a break from all these noise and overloads. Uh, it's called a sensory rest. Maybe take a break from social media, from the news, especially at a time like this. That would be great. That would be encouraging. But at the same time, just simply think about how God has been good. Lastly, let's turn to Philippians 4.8. And here's what we'll close with the service on. Philippians 4, 8, you're listening great. And we're done. Philippians 4, 8, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be... Sorry, there... If there, Philippians 4, 8, where was I here? If there, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Truly to have everything come in our life. And if we only focused on these items, what God told us to, how many other thoughts would no longer be in our minds? Because they're not true, they're not honest, they're not a good report, they're not lovely, they're not pure. If we only had all of our thoughts and subjections just to that verse, we would be an unstoppable Christian. We would be a Christian with a sound mind. And we are the ones that can control what comes into our mind. You heard pastors say what his pastor used to always say. You can never stop the birds from flying over your heads, but you can stop them from making a nest in your hair. You have the ability to, tr uh, to truly think about what you think about. You have the ability to be as close to God as you want to be. And you are as close to God as you want to be. Right now at this moment, where you are with God right now is exactly as close to God as you want to be. And if you can think about that and make that make sense, it's very simple but yet also very uh, deep to realize where we are in our life is exactly where we really want to be with God. If we want to be closer and deeper with God, we have that ability as well. That's what's so amazing with our Christian walk, with the Christian life. We control with what we think, with according to Scripture, how we want to live our life. So if we want to live our life a little bit tipsy and ready to be in a fight at every waking moment, we'll keep on doing what we've always done, keep on getting upset with text messages and all this overload or if we want to have uh, control, if we don't want to have so much anxiety, and I know it's, it's easy, it, if you're going through true uh, depression and anxiety, it's not just as easy as what I'm saying it, but if we, we have the ability to control our thought life, we have the ability to control our actions on what we do on a day-to-day -day life, and truly the Christian life, it is simple. My yoke is easy, Jesus said. The Christian life, it is easy, but the way of the transgressor, it's hard. 2021, it could either be an easy year or a hard year, and it doesn't happen. It doesn't take place with the new regulations of health, the new regulations of a president. It all takes place on who we are going to allow to worship, uh, have our minds worship ourselves, the overload, the distractions, or Christ. And I know it's so simple, but if the choice is up to you. You are as close to God right now as you want to be. 
and you can be as close to God as you want to be. So it's up to you. How close to God do you want to be? What do you want to think on tonight? What do you want to think on tomorrow? The choice is yours. Read your Bible. All these distractions are going to be there, but God is going to be that still, small voice in the background that's not going to try to compete with everything going around. It's going to be your job to go to the Lord in prayer on your knees to have that sweet time, to have that blessed atonement when you're with the Christ. When all the distractions block away and you find yourself in total just sereneness with the Lord. So today, a sound mind. When a new year doesn't give you a reset, what can you do? I please, I know they're so simple. There weren't really even points. Uh, just think on good things, wholesome things, true things. Write some things down, what God has given you that have been good. And you can truly help overcome your mind. And you can have that self-control, that sober mind as a Christian. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you so much for your goodness. I thank you for your love. Uh, just the ability, Lord, that uh, you have given us so much, Lord, in this life. Uh, you give us mercy, Lord. You give us your grace. Uh, you are just so sweet to us. Uh, Lord, the fact that you are just and loving, that you are slow to mercy, Lord, slow to anger. <clears throat> Lord, the fact that you are just uh, forgiving and the fact that you love us, uh, such a great God you are, that you, lo you loadeth us daily with benefits. And Lord, so many times we just skip right over them, never thanking you, Lord, and never even realizing and acknowledging uh, what those uh, uh, benefits are. I pray, Lord, that we would stop and that we just would take a small, simple homework assignment, uh, whether it be truly on paper or just in our own mind, uh, in our own actions, that we would think about what you have given us, Lord, one to three things of how good of a God you are. Uh, Lord, I thank you for your goodness, your love, and mercy. I pray that you just would work in this short invitation. Uh, speak to thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed our service. If you would like to hear more, visit our website at bbc4me.org. That's bbc4me.org. May God bless you.